0: are ready to go. Welcome to Race Time Radio. You'll hear from no. the best in Canadian U.S. racing this week. Grab a cold one and stick around. Uh, you're good. They got a car in the wall The starter tower has signals. We're ready to roll. It's Race Time Radio. It starts right now. Here's your host, Joe Chisholm. Keep
1: it safe,
0: one. Keep <laughs>
1: And good evening and Happy New Year, one and all. Uh, welcome back to Race Time Radio. We are live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And man, oh man, we've got a great lineup for you here tonight in the studio. Uh, we've got a real good one coast to coast. Uh, we're going to go right from end to end of this country. Junior, how was the holiday? Whoa! What do you say I turn your
2: mic on? Night number one. Uh, we, I guess we can't complain, but uh, it was a good holiday. <laughs> good, great holiday. I tell you what, if it, you know, I think we got enough snow during you know the Christmas break to not get any more. Yeah, if, if we could just not get more snow, like maybe like two or three centimeters at a time, uh, you know, from here to the end of the winter, that'd be great. Um, but uh, tell you what, the Christmas. Uh, you know, Christmas Eve, Eve, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, <laughs> and uh, Boxing Day, uh, we seen our uh, we seen our, our our annual allotment of snow. I think. Yeah, I so, think we did. But you know what? It was a lot of fun. Still had uh, a lot of fun. Had by all. Uh, good, uh, good getting together with the fam jam, and and uh, uh, you know, had uh, I, I won a lot in Chicken Train? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I you uh, won some. No, I won a lot. I think I we played what four games, I won three. Yeah, so it was, uh you know, I, I waxed the floor with you. Yeah, well, so it was good.
1: Yeah, you did all right. It, did all, you right. Did all right, all right.
2: And now, you know, under the tree, by the looks of it, there's a lot of people that got some new race cars. You know there was some there was some raffles won. Yeah, uh, there's going to be lots of moving and shaking, lots of people moving divisions next year. Uh, the Christmas holiday, uh, it seems like there's a lot of deals, handshake deals made in shops and uh, lots of uh, you know get-togethers where they have a couple beers and and uh, lo and behold, a, a super stock guy goes late model or a, a mini stock guy goes to super stock. Um, and uh, there's there's been lots of those deals that we've heard you know kind of come through the grapevine. Uh, even up into the pity series, so I think that there's, you know, when we get to the other side of, uh, you know, other side of January, the news gates are going to open up, and uh, I think it's going to turn a lot of people's heads of what's to come. Uh, I know we've got lots to talk about tonight, um, yeah. but we've had a few weeks off. Uh, you know, this is always a this is always a tough time to get to get, you know interesting stuff to talk about but uh i tell you what they did a good job the racetracks did a good job of getting us lots to talk about so it's uh it's good
1: we do we got lots to talk about here tonight on race time uh we're gonna kick it all off with luke ramsey apc series got the schedule out got the quick quick fire starter super stock schedule out we got lots to talk to luke about here tonight uh he's going to be up in just mere moments and then, of course, uh, we're going to get off to Canada's East Coast. And Dan McLeod is going to join us. He is the general manager out there of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. They have their schedule announced over the holidays. So we got stuff to talk about with Dan, the man. Then Norm Newman. He's got his modified all oh, shined up and ready to go. Uh, you won't need it up here in Ontario for a little bit. But he is heading to Speed Weeks down at New Smyrna Speedway. we got lots to talk about with Norm here tonight. It's going to be his first trip, I believe, with the modified down that way. Then we're going to get off to Saskatoon. Uh, The Sutherland Automotive Speedway has got their schedule all up and activated. Uh, We're going to catch up with Andy Clausen here tonight. And then all the way out to British Columbia, And we'll grab Trevor Siebert, of course, Avion Motorsports and driver of the number 69 in the RS1 Cup Series. Uh, We'll get up to date with Trevor to find out what's going on out in that beautiful British Columbia. But what do you say, Junior? We get things fired off. I look at my monitor and I can see Mr. Luke Ramsey all set and ready to go. Lukester,
3: how are you? Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year to you guys. How are
1: things, man? Did you have a good holiday?
3: I did. Things are great. No complaints. It was a it was a great holiday.
1: Well, you got lots done too. You got uh, both schedules all activated up and running, and man, it looks like a, a dynamite. Let's start with the APC series schedule. Uh, again, another fine looking schedule. Eleven events. Longer races. Uh, you're going to wrap it all up with a big 200 at the end of this year. You're really throwing the team's curveball this year, Mr.
3: Luke. Yeah, we felt it was time we had to change things up. They've, we've had 100 lap races throughout for the eight years. We had a couple 75s at Yukasa. and uh, we just felt we, you know, it was time to to change it up, give the fans a little more entertainment, and add a little strategy to the to the shows.
1: Oh, it's going to be awesome! What a finish to last year's series. Uh you guys had a great banquet. It looked like it was well attended. Everybody had a good time and J.R. Fitzpatrick grabs his hardware and heads so, home. Uh you got a lot of dogs gonna be in the fight this year to take that trophy. I feel bad for young J.R. He's uh he's gonna have loads of competition this year.
3: Yeah, J.R. had a great year in twenty twenty two. He's a great champion. Um lots of guys working hard to try to, you know, get up to his level and, and, and take him on in twenty twenty three. And I think if you ask Jr., he likes that. He looks forward to the challenge, and uh, it's uh, they're always close races, and it'll be a, it'll be a great championship battle again. I'm sure.
1: I don't doubt it. It's going to be unreal. Uh, Luke, many changes to the rules, and oh, fans don't really care about the rules too much. But uh, there, there's interest guaranteed. Was there many rule changes that you had to go getting ready for 2023?
3: Very little. I think there was a couple tweaks. There was really no changes. And it was changed or tweaked. Was the guys have known about for a year, so it was. Uh, it's kind of you know. Let's go racing. It, there's not a lot to do.
1: Yeah, and really, the car that you guys have assembled, uh, they're second to none, man. They've got you've gone really bumper to bumper on those cars. Really, isn't much more you could change.
3: I think we've got. Uh, I think we've got a. You know, there's no such thing as an inexpensive race car anymore. But. I think we're trying to keep the cost down the best we can and try not to change too many rules and change things and you know, help, help the teams be able to come to the racetrack.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, you, you want to see them there uh, as many times as possible. Uh, we had a good core group of guys that did every series race last year, and we had a few guys that you know participated later in the year that we'll probably see on a full-time basis how's the registration looking at this time of the year be it only january how's it coming along
3: well we haven't started registration yet we'll get that going in the next week or so but uh i'm optimistic we've had very consistent car counts like you say joe you're 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 done we got 16 to 17 guys that run every race and then typically you know anywhere from six to eight more depending on you know where we are and you know what what the local guys want to do that the jump in i think that's uh I think that's great. I mean, would I would, I'd love to see 40, 50 cars. I think we all would, but I, unfortunately, I just don't see that happening. I think we'll be right, we'll be right around our 24 to 25 cars in an event. And that's, uh, that's pretty healthy if you look around at what other, other tracks and series are doing.
2: One hundred percent. It's uh, if if it was forty or fifty cars every every night, it would be. It, it would be absolutely scary, wouldn't it? Oh <laughs> wouldn't yeah, you're sending would. guys home. Pe- <laughs> yeah. People wouldn't it, like that. Exactly. No, it's yeah. you know the core group of guys that that APC has uh, sprinkled in with the the local competitors as these tracks, uh, you know, have have local home tracks series now. Um, it's uh, it's incredible when you see the the guys like Connor Pritigo jump in or or you know Steckley jump in on a part time basis and go out and pick up a win um, you know in, in the year prior um, you know those those types of things are, are incredible and and you want to keep those things alive right that's that's the exciting part Luke uh, um, you know looking at uh, at the longer races and and I, I hope I'm not jumping the gun here too too quickly um, I've been known to do that a couple times <laughs> uh, but uh, you know just in in the Offseason, while we were sitting around while we've been sitting around talking about the formats um, i haven't seen anything uh, so i figured i'd bring it up on here when it comes time for the longer races um uh that that we're gonna see through sprinkled throughout the year next year will it have the same uh starting uh, grid format where where it has like the handicap system um uh or or will it be more of a heads up traditional style uh or or what do you have what do you have in mind for for that um for for the longer races do you do you feel that it needed to have a, a the the similar handicap system or or do you do you see it kind of going to like a heads up uh traditional longer style race
3: you know joe it's a good question because honestly we we've got the longer and we're talking about what we do with the brakes and is it a four tire race six tire race uh we've never actually talked about the handicap system to, st- to start the race so it's a good question i never really thought about it um i like the way we start the races i like the fact that first and you know, typically starts beside second and points, third and points. They're gonna go through the through the field together. Um, the longer races are gonna add a little bit to that. We want to, uh, you know, we don't we don't really want to add tires. We think a, a four tire race at sunset for 150 laps is gonna be a real test for the drivers because that place burns up tires. Yep. Um, so, but, but to be honest, we're we're still talking about it. We're trying to talk with the teams and see how they feel. But uh, that's, uh, that's a good question. I don't have a great answer for it
2: right now. Hey, it's all good.
3: Man,
1: you hey, got lots of time to get that one all uh, uh, figured out and put to bed. And I know there'll be lots of input. Teams will be uh, uh, trying to get an angle somehow, some way. And it <laughs> you're, does, you're, right? You're, you're darn right. It, 150 laps or a 200-lap race really changes the strategy of that race going in. Um, and, and you know what? There probably isn't a right answer when it comes time for how they're going to qualify, set up, and race, um, I, I I look at the East Coast, and this year they tried something different. Now, uh, it was the 250, it was the summer clash out on the East Coast, and they said in the driver's meeting beforehand, we're going to do some competition yellows, and we're going to do them, and we're going to lay them out at different points of the race, and they told them when. The difficult part was uh, when they laid them out. Teams weren't prepared, and... Man, they ended up with a ton of cautions in it. And, of course, the teams are all going to blame the tour for coming out with a crazy, zany idea. But i got to tell you, the fans have got to be sitting back and saying, hey, good on you guys for changing it up and trying something different. But what I'm getting at, the strategy of a longer race definitely comes into play. And uh, it's going to be cool. You never know who you're going to see at the top when you get into those big closing lap races.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, it should be interesting, Joe. I mean, we've, we've run some uh, longer races in the past, not with the series, but before there was the series, and it always changes things up. You know, that extra 50, 75 laps, can, a lot of stuff can happen.
1: We're with Luke Ramsey, he's the president of the APC uh, series, also uh, heavily involved in ownership at Delaware Speedway. Another beautiful job last year, Luke. uh, Delaware Speedway lit the lamp last year. If there was Promoter of the Year, I would have voted for you guys. Uh, That track was the difference between night and day. Uh, I never missed not a lap last year, and it was so handy to watch. And what a beautiful facility. Can't wait to see what you guys come out with this year. This is going to be awesome.
3: Yeah, we're looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, Joy, I appreciate the kind words. There's a lot of people that work really hard there. Um, Russ Erland does an amazing job keeping that place looking spectacular. Um, it's a lot of fun. I really love it. I mean, it sounds, it sounds silly. It takes up a lot of time, but I really enjoy it. I love it. It's a passion. I like going out there even on, on a Tuesday night, you know, going out there with my daughter. And, um, I got, you know, there's some, some great people that I have a lot of fun out there at the track with and, um, never, uh, never in my wildest dreams that I think I'd enjoy being part of a racetrack this much.
1: Well, you, and it fits you like a glove. Love the yellow wall on the inside. Man, does it ever make everything <laughs> pop on screen? It looks beautiful.
3: no it's, uh, it's been fun. My, uh, my partner, Johnny Arts, out there, he thought it was nuts when I said we're going to paint that wall yellow. But it, it worked out. It gets a little attention.
1: Uh, it sure does. Uh, the Cars really light up when they go by uh, and go down the front stretch. Looks incredible. Luke, uh, how's the team looking for the, the series itself? Are you looking for any uh, new members uh, uh, to help with officiating? Or have you got all your same core group coming back in? You looking for help?
3: I think we got most of the group coming back, um, you know, as far as I know. Um, but we're always—I mean, you know what, Joe? You've been—I mean, if anyone—if anyone wanted to be a part of it, we'll always. If people are willing to work and want to, you know, want to help, we'll take the help because it's—it's a lot of work to get these things to—to uh, to flow. So, yeah, it's. Uh, but but I, I'm really confident the guys we got coming back as well. I think we got a great group of people that have a lot of fun and get along and get the job done.
1: Well, and the hospitality, you guys have been cranking out. Seen it at Delaware Speedway, noticed it at some of the other speedways as well. Uh, When there is a series race, uh, there's a lot for a company to get involved with. Is uh, all the sponsorship on all the feature events, do you have those all tied off? Or is there anything still available if a company wanted to get involved and maybe get
4: a race?
3: Yeah, I think there's still a couple races left. I mean, Dave Graham does a great job of doing that stuff and selling it all um, and setting up the hospitalities and that. Um, there's always ways for people to get involved. And, uh, you know, sponsorship's tough these days. Oh, it really yeah. is. And I, and I understand. I mean, I'm on both ends of that. I get it. It's tough to, uh, tough to justify the expense, but, uh, I think it's the racing. One thing is people are spending a lot of money these days, companies to retain what employee re- retention. And I think the racetrack's a great place to take a bunch of people. It's family. It's a family atmosphere and have a great night. And it's a heck of a lot less expensive oh, than doing some other things.
1: Oh yeah, guaranteed, Junior. You guys had a blast. I know you you set up uh, a bunch of them, and you guys hospitality wise, you guys had a gas.
2: Yeah, with the company that I worked for uh, previous, uh, we had. Uh, it, I think we brought out a total of of eight hundred and sixty people last year uh, to across wow. APC races. Um, yeah. uh, it was it was definitely incredible. Um, there was uh, uh, there was there was great turnouts. Um, there was there was wicked feedback. Um, and really, when you look around at the at the track and, and I actually was on on race rivals uh, just last week talking with Adam and Clinton uh, talking about this very thing. Uh, when you look at the apc series there 's a lot of of you know blue chip on the regional side companies. Um, that are participating and playing ball, you know, whether it be unions, whether it be uh, whether it be roofing companies, whether it be uh, you, you know uh, automotive companies, obviously at which are heavy within within APC. Um, uh, you know, there's there's a tremendous amount of of very aggressive companies that are a part of the deal. Mm-hmm. And when you have those, those guys have competitors. Um, and, and you know, it, it was really interesting, of course, working with an oil company, looking across the, the grid, and, you know, you're racing against guys like Danny Benedict with Mobile One on his car, and, and yeah. you're racing against DJ Kennington with Castrol on his car. Um, and you look at the starter stand, it's got Pennzoil on, on there. It, it, it makes them feel like it's a rivalry as well, and, and, and you know, it makes them want to step up their program and, and do uh, things to be more aggressive, to stand out even more. So, um, you know, that same thing can be said about tractor companies, They're, you know, sure. all the way down the line. Unrelated if, companies if,
1: would fit perfect. If
2: you have a pro-late model and you are complaining about not being able to get sponsorship, just go back and watch – last year 's races, write down a bunch of companies and look at the competitors of those companies and go after them because they it's it is a a great thing uh, within the sport is is that rivalry right there and and you know with the health that that APC has created in that environment um, uh, there's there's a tremendous value that that is waiting there to to be had for for all the competitors it's uh, I, I think that there's a tremendous amount of market ability. Uh, just on the on the competition side now obviously the racing series you don 't want to be marketing uh, you know against APC themselves um, those that that's the the, the core group right um, but that being said there's there's a tremendous amount of cars out there that you can go after the competitors of those sure. sponsors sure and uh, and that there is a, a really a really uh, uh, un, unpicked uh, territory if you will of, of sponsorship here in Ontario.
1: Well, we're with Luke Ramsey. He is the president of the APC Series, United Racing Series. And, uh, Luke, let's touch on that quick, quick fire Super Superstock Series. You got all wound up. Looks like six races. Is there opportunity to grow that if someone wanted to race or is this it? We got it. That's We're putting it to bed. If you want to race, see you in
3: 2024. We are, uh, you know, Joe, the, the big misconception here is, the Quickwick series it's five races this year it's a cooperation between flamborough peterborough sunset and delaware speedway right um when that series started i wasn't even involved in delaware speedway i just i felt it was something to do that i was getting asked um but i don't want to i don't want to be competition to the tracks i want them i want it, it we're all in on it you it's it's a it's a tough road to walk some days. Um, unfortunately, I take the heat for the series and we get blamed for a lot of stuff, but all we really do from the APC side is, is officiate the series and market it because I right. feel like that's our strengths. Um, but it's a great series. It's a great group of guys. Um, it's some of the most competitive racing I think I've ever seen. Those guys are beating and banging and going at it for 50 laps and they don't bring cautions out. Yeah. So I think it's some of the best driving going and it's a lot of fun. I think there's, I, I don't know where it'll go. It's not up to me, but it's, it's a real fun deal as far as I'm concerned.
1: But you're taking some heat. The only reason why you're taking some heat is because you're successful doing what you're doing. If you weren't, <laughs> nobody'd bother you. Everything would be rosy. Uh, it, you just, you've just you done a tremendous job. You and your staff, your team, and all those other teams. We have Pete Vanderweest on here before he won the championship and after, and man, what an nail-biter, right down to the final strokes. Uh, incredible racing. Uh, I can't wait to see what comes out in 2023. This is going to be good.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, Joe, I'm, I'm just like you guys and, and Joe, J- Joe Jr. You guys, you guys, are first off, we're fans. We're really fans of what these guys do on the track. Nice and track. Uh, the teams and the drivers, they're the ones that make make the show happen. So it's always exciting to get back with those guys and see what they can do.
1: Final question for you tonight. We surely appreciate the time uh, coming on here. Guest number one in 2023. Uh, Couldn't think of a better guy to have up first. Uh, Luke, uh, you see Alex all the time. Alex Nagy. uh, Has there been any sort of inkling that just maybe, just maybe, uh, Jocasta may resurface? Have you been seeing your buddy Alex and have you heard anything?
3: I I, I talked to Alex regularly. I was with him last night. Um, He's a a great friend and a great guy and does so much for the series. And I know there's nobody pulling hard to try to make things work harder than Alex to try to make things work at Jucasa. He hasn't said anything to me about there being, you know, something going on, but fingers crossed. I mean, it's such a beautiful facility and we all want to go there and uh, we'll just have to you know, wait and see how this all plays out and what goes on. But I can tell Alex is doing everything he can to try to make it happen.
1: And the track's still there. It's not touched.
3: It's not ripped
1: up. Like, uh, you know, the black helicopters were saying, track is still there. Someone's still cutting the grass. Don't know whether that's still Alex or not, but someone is still maintaining that facility. And I think it would be safe to say, don't know for sure or not, but if it resurfaced tomorrow... Uh, it would be a little hard for 2023. I believe that if it does refire, it's going to have to have a little bit of a runway to get a little bit of a jump on it. Uh, maybe this time next year, you could say it's coming out or something. But it might be a little tough right now because I think a lot of the schedules are getting buttoned up.
3: Yeah, I think that if, you know, Jocasso opened up and said they are going racing in 2023, there'd be a lot of series, not only the APC series, trying to figure out how to make things work. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Hey, uh, in speaking about that, how is uh, your association now with Oscar, you and Dave Gainforth? How's that all coming together? I know you were down at uh, PRI, I believe, when all that broke up here. Uh, how's your relationship and how's it coming?
3: It's going well. I mean, Dave and I have been talking for a couple of years about working together. I think they've got a great product. I think we can help market it and bring in some, you know, help with some uh, some, some of the organizational side of things Uh, but uh it's uh so far so good it's gonna you know there's there's always challenges joe as you're well aware and but we'll uh we're gonna work through it i'm really excited about uh, working with dave and his team and uh i think it'll be fun well we look forward to
1: previewing a lots of apc drivers uh heading into 2023 of course the super stock guys uh we look forward to doing all that and look forward to catching up with you again before we throw the green flag in the air. Sound good? That'd
3: be great, Joe. I appreciate everything you do for the sport, you guys. You bet. That's Luke Ramsey.
1: Thanks so much, Luke. Luke Ramsey, president of the APC Series. And, of course, Delaware Speedway in there as well. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, Junior. When we come back, off we go to Canada's East Coast. We're going to grab Dave, or pardon me, Dan McLeod. We'll talk to him about the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, and the schedule is announced. We got lots still to come tonight on Race Time Radio. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back.
5: Hey, this is Kurt Busch, and you're listening to Race Time Radio.
4: Coast to coast. coast to coast. You're listening
0: <laughs> to Canada Talks.
6: When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, take Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. Woo! The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows.
1: We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The
6: unprecedented access.
1: Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans.
6: Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 9.
1: Chapstain did a video game move.
6: Also streaming on the
7: SXM app.
1: I think they're happy down here. Tonight's Racetime Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. BP Race Fuels, the worldwide
6: leader in race fuel technology. Nothing connects like country Music Music. Dig in to SiriusXM's Country Universe, the next generation on the highway, Channel 56. You. This Millennium's Hits on Y2Country, Channel 61. Or 80s and 90s Prime Country on Channel 58. Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app, included with all
0: trials and popular plans. <laughs> Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Ah, the sound
1: of those race cars. It won't be long, everybody. It won't be long. A new Smyrna Speedway is going to be fired back up. But uh, it's going to be a little longer than that before we get uh, tires on track up here. But we'll have lots to talk about. We'll have you well ready For the season let's put it that way and we'll have you well ready for everything that's going to take place from now until we get the green flag in the air
2: hey what do you got the past few years we have talked briefly about the chili bowl yes oh we don't we don't don't hammer the chili bowl no right i don't think we ever have really you know i i think we've talked about it every single time yep Uh, i believe
1: we've had the winner on a couple of times
2: you know, we we haven't necessarily hammered the Chili Bowl, but when you look at the amount of involvement, you know, practice day started today. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's a solid it's a solid twelve day runway between, you know, uh yesterday and, and the, the the Chili Bowl championship. Yep. Um three Canadians entered, right? You've got Glenn Styers right now. Um you've got um Dylan B- Westbrook, Westbrook. No, yeah, Dylan Westbrook, and then there's another one too. Oh, really? We got another there's Dylan? Another yeah, out of out of Peterborough. I will pull it up. Really? I will pull it up, um, and uh, and we'll talk about it on the other side. But. Three right now. That's just in the on the on the chili bowl side. Right. Um, don't know what they have for the undercard series. Um, they have a whole pile of golden drillers that they hand out for all the different you know micro sprints and yeah, yeah. suspended micro sprints and all those different series. Um, I would imagine that you're going to see uh, a, you know quite a few different Canadians uh, sprinkled throughout that series as well. But uh, um, you know when it comes time for the chili bowl, we got three bullets in the chamber. And uh, looking forward to seeing who else, uh, you know, kind of sh- appears with the, the Kyle Larson not being there yeah. and Christopher Bell not being there. Oh, it's going to open the door. It's going to open the door in a big way. Maybe the floodgate is a better way to put it.
1: <laughs> uh, let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And welcome in. Uh, how about the general manager of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour? We got Dan McLeod with us on the hotline. What's going on tonight, Dan? How, happy New Year.
8: Same to you, Joe. Happy new, Year. Happy new Year
1: to you as well. How are things out on the East Coast? Did you finally get a little bit of snow out there? You guys have been cheating winter all, all season long so far.
8: It, it, it was actually part of the news that Halifax was going through a snow drug, So uh, I guess that's something new. As far as the weather goes, the snow goes. But anyway, we've been fortunate
1: so far. Well, that's okay. As long as it doesn't creep up and bite you in the tail end, uh, come spring, everything will work out just fine. I can well imagine. Hey, Dan, you got a uh, you got a beautiful looking schedule that came out during the holidays. Congratulations! Looks like a dandy, my friend. Well, I think it's
8: it's uh, it wasn't an easy schedule to put together. Uh, however, I, I think. If there's any uh, racing fans out there, they can probably buy a, a bus pass and, and hit a race just route every weekend somewhere in the Maritime.
1: Yeah, it is going to be a different season, right, with the uh, the, the series that was announced, the yeah. Super Late Model Series, a six-race yep. deal there. And then, of course, the uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Looks like you got 11 events uh, all lined
8: up yes, for the guys
1: do. and is that is yep. that more dan or is that the same number as you guys have ran for years no
8: actually that was that was last typically we would run 12 events a year uh in 2020 as, because of covid protocols we were reduced to two events 2021 they got back up to 10 last year we we, we did 12 events this year uh with the, with the new uh, Super Late Model Series it really cramped the calendar severely for us but we were able to uh, to get uh, eight eight events scheduled uh, it's, it's a lot it's very difficult when you when you look at the schedule there's actually 21 weekends between the middle of May and the end of September and uh, if you look at those 21 weekends eight of them would be would be absorbed by the new 6 race series mm-hmm. plus the uh, the 250 race weekend in the uh, in, uh, uh, 660 in the Mike Stevens Memorial. Uh, so then we take out some blackout dates. The next thing you know, we're down to about 10 available weekends to schedule. We are going to overlap on one weekend uh, with the Super Late Model Series,
9: mm-hmm. but
8: we've had a good dialogue with all tracks. Uh, we, had a, we had a couple tracks that would have liked to have had additional dates, However, the schedule doesn't all, didn't allow it, uh, because as I look at the schedule here right now, we really don't even have a, a rain date available uh, without delving into some of what I call our blackout dates, which would be uh, Canada Day weekend, uh, the Oxford 250 weekend, and obviously the, uh, the weekend before the IWK 250. We always uh, We always... Uh, avoid racing that weekend to ensure we have a good car camp for, for a, what I call a great cause, which
1: is the Children's Hospital Halifax. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the teams need that to prepare for that mega event. Uh, Dan, when yeah. you uh, when the series was announced, uh, I know it took a lot of people by surprise. It surprised Junior and I here in the studio uh, that it was going to take place. Uh, we had Brent Roy on uh, to talk about it. And then quickly found out that, you know, they were going to schedule events, uh, not over top of tour events, that they wanted to participate. And uh, I know it was a shock to the system, but what is the general consensus now uh, from the Pro Stock Tour uh, with that series that is going to run like it's going to happen? So uh, it, it, what is the sentiment amongst the guys now? Is everybody looking at it as, hey, this is going to be positive and away we go?
8: Uh, I, I think overall, I mean, if you look at it, you know, we, we've got a very small geographic area within the Maritime. That's number one. You know, we do, however, have five tracks, okay, that are all viable tracks to run a super late model series or a post op series on. Mm-hmm. Uh, each one of those tracks that are involved in that series. They're all independent business people, and they have to make what is the best decision uh, for themselves in order to be doing a viable operation. So uh, from my standpoint, uh, as I've said, we're we're basically going to take the high road. We understand why they're doing it. Uh, You know, you have to sort of like consolidate some of that car count in order to improve uh, each of the individual races, these individual tracks. So, you know, we wish them the best. it did it did cramp our style. There's no question about that. But if you look back uh, over the last two or three years, COVID has changed so many things in, in our lives, whether you're a racer or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, when I think back to 2020, uh, the COVID the COVID uh, protocols and the in the province of Nova Scotia were very very restrictive in terms of uh, how many people you could have uh, at at the events. How many cars you can have? How many people you can have in the pits, and all that stuff. Whereas in some other jurisdictions, it was actually wide open. So that, in some respects, probably changed the water in the beans, so to speak. Right. But at the end of the day, I truly believe that if you're if you're operating in the same manner, the same sense you did five or ten years ago, uh, you're probably at to step rather with where the industry's going. So that being said, I think. As I said earlier, it's going to give a, a lot of a lot of uh, racing opportunities for for the for the race fans to uh, to take advantage of. Uh, we I we work closely with each of those individual tracks in, in building building our schedule. Mm-hmm. We had we had a couple tracks that would have raised the team uh, additional races, but there just wasn't the there wasn't the dates in the calendar to do that. So yeah, uh, I, I believe at the end of the day. Well, any the individual effort is—if if that's good for the sport, well, then it's, it's good for the individual tracks. So it should be good for the sport. So, uh, we 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 wish them the best. Uh, as, but as with any business, you're, you, you you do compete on a on a on a day-to-day or a weekly basis. And uh, we we think that we'll, we only overlap at one event, which—and I was terribly surprised. I thought at the at that I thought at the onset, overlap more than we did. Uh, but it came down to the very, very last date that we had to fill,
5: mm-hmm. and it
8: ended up in an overlap uh, with one of their races. And all, all three tracks were aware at the time that you know we were doing our best to avoid uh, an overlap with their events, uh, but we couldn't guarantee that wouldn't happen. It, right. it did at the end, and the tracks were were satisfied with the, with the way we handled it. So, well, lots I... of races in, in the in the maritime. So. No, nobody's going to be, uh, nobody's going to suffer from uh, racing drugs. We might have snow goat in Halifax, but there won't be any racing goat in the
1: Maritime. I can't think of a better year, Junior, to buy a pro stock out on the East Coast. This, you got lots of racing you could do.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Um, is it viable? Now, I the geographic locations are you're you're close by. Right, so like I mean, the the furthest drive would be from what? It would be from Oyster Bed to six sixty. I guess that would be no. They're no. closer. Uh, uh, well, pop, uh,
8: pop, probably, if, if you look at the traffic, we've got Riverside in the Handycare, we've got uh, Scotia you know, World in Halifax, Petty and Mountain Region, uh, Oyster Bed, obviously, is in Prince Edward Island, and the six sixty. So, uh from a the longest distance, would be from. Uh, Probably Riverside International
2: to Oyster Bay. Okay, uh, so where are the two that overlap, Dan? No,
8: there's only one that. No, oh, no, but where, where,
2: overlapped. where is the pro stock race that weekend? Where is the uh, the super late model series? Oh,
8: Post stock that weekend would be August 19th and that's at Riverside, right? And the super late model series would be uh, that weekend at 6:60. So, and. The August nineteenth date was always a date held by by Riverside. Correct. That was typically when they had their penny series there, so that was always a date on their on their calendar for for an event. Yep. Uh, but that's that's where the overlap came, and we we try to be as conciliatory and as as uh, to into the tracks as possible in, in terms of dates that worked for them. You know, we uh, we work closely with with one track trying to get a second date, but. We, just, we, we couldn't get New Europe simply because of other events outside of racing that were taking place, which would have conflicted with with, uh, with a yeah. at those areas.
2: So. Yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder if there's a way that that somebody could go after the championship in both. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's not that far of it's not that far of a trip. Like when you look at the the geographic side of things, uh-huh. if you had if you had a super late model in the super late model series, and you had a super late model in the the uh, the, the pro stock side, if you had yeah. one of each, um, it would be interesting if to, to look at the start times. You know, you look at a guy like Trayton Lapsovich. He went out there, qualified his car in the top three at, at Trois-Rivières, jumped in Marvin Freiberger's plane, and flew to uh, uh, Sobel Speedway. Yeah, and yeah. And ran the APC race that night. Yeah. Um, that's a heck of a lot further distance, you know, oh, <laughs> geographically, yeah. pin to from, pin, yeah, from from rivieres Riviere to uh, to Sauvel Beach. But uh, um, you know, you, you you remember the good old days where Junior Handley would race at Cayuga and then and then race at sauble Speedway or or race at, at that Flamborough Speedway that night. Yep. Um, and he would jump on a little prop burner and and uh, and and make it, you know. Yep. Um, but uh, it would be really interesting, you know. I, I think of a. I think of a team like King Racing, you know, like a, a team like that. Uh, those guys could uh, those guys could make a number. It would be, it would be make, national news. Make
1: you know? no doubt, they will be somebody that tries to uh, <laughs> to, to double dip. Dan, cool. how are the rules all shaping up? Are they all done now for the uh, Pro Stock Tour?
8: Pretty much so. Most of our major rule changes uh, we had, we had made uh, as a result of our meeting back in November, and then those have been communicated to the team. Uh, we're having an independent review done of of our uh, of the rules regarding our, our engine packages uh, because that that's, that's an area that just seems to keep evolving and evolving and evolving. We want to make sure we don't put ourselves on an island here mm-hmm. and that we're inclusive with uh, with all the different jurisdictions and the, and the engines that that they allow. Uh, there are a few other smaller smaller things that you know will be announced, but those aren't those aren't barn burners, and you know, those aren't things that are going to impact. Uh, the teams at, at this stage. Uh, one thing I will mention on our on our uh, for this year, mm-hmm. uh, it'll, it'll be eleven race. will be eleven race uh, schedule. However, uh, as far as the point standing goes, you pick your ten best races to go to Ridge your points fund. Ah. So uh, that probably will make it a little bit easier, a little bit better for. Some that may want to run the super late model series, or somebody that for example that may have a, you know, may, they may have a daughter to be married on, a, on that weekend, right? They, they don't they don't want to miss it, but if they do miss it, they can count it sort of because they're mulling. It.
2: I love it, so yeah. That's I Love something
8: that. else that we put in to try to, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of racers only want to race. First of all, a lot of the racers want to race last races, okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Hope that maybe it was going to be a ten race series. Uh, we thought about it, but we also have contractual obligations with our tour sponsor as well. So, yep. uh, much easier said than done. We, we're, we're very, very fortunate we have East Coast International as the a, as a, as a tour sponsor. We couldn't, we couldn't ask for anybody better to work than uh, Dave Lockhart and his crew. Uh, so we want to make sure that we do right with them as well. Uh, they, they, they came on board. They were on board with us. Without COVID years and we've, we've continued on with this, so we want to make sure that what we do is right for everyone. We have increased our purse substantially, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm, gonna, I'm we're going to between our purse for the 11 race series and our points fund, we're probably going to be in that four hundred thousand dollar range in terms wow. of dollars wow. out to racers this year.
1: Well, You guys have always different. lit the lamp that way, Dan, and uh, it's just tremendous. I know we've got so much more we're going to be talking about uh through the off season, uh but this did a really good job of setting the stage and getting things all fired up uh it, it's, with races are all the races uh, sponsored out, or if there's companies out there that want to get involved, can they do that dan
8: absolutely you know, we we have we have a number of uh we have a number of uh race sponsors that come back year after year. So if I were to say to you right now, uh, how many would those be? I'm going to say that there's probably at least two-thirds to to three-quarters that are are probably already uh, in the position to commit for the rest of the year. The other ones I believe we can pick up quite easily. Mm -hmm. Uh, I won't say quite easily, but uh, it's a matter of making sure that the product that we put on to the race fans and all stakeholders is as good as what it can get. And if we can do that, we'll then the sponsorship follows.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Dan, it's going to be incredible. Nice job on the schedule. Welcome back, 660 Speedway, uh, to the lineup in there. Petty, of course, the island, uh, going to be at an Oyster Bed Speedway, Riverside International Speedway, and everything's going to get kicked off in May at Scotia Speed World. Dan, this has been great. Thanks for uh, dedicating some time for us tonight. I know you're on the road and you're traveling, uh, but we look forward to catching up with you again. Before we get that green flag in the air, bud. Okay,
8: thanks very much, Joe. Thanks for
1: your time. You betcha. That is Dan McLeod, uh, the general manager of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Lots, lots of balls in the air, so to speak, Junior. uh, Trying to balance it all out, trying to get it all. But, uh, you know, when you do a, a, a plus minus, you would say, eh, quite a few races. Maybe that's on the negative side. Uh, but on the other side, going to create more cars, going to create more exposure. It is a plus minus sort of thing. And I believe out there, everything is so healthy
2: that I believe everybody's going to be
1: successful and it's going
2: to grow. I think there's going to be a couple of races in there that aren't like whether it be pro stock races or whether it be super late model races. I think that there, there will be a couple of surprise races in there that, that might not have the car count that you'd hope, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, simply because of the distance. But then again, I think there'll be a couple of races in there that get more cars than you than than you thought you might, you know? Yep. Um so when you get that diversification, um it allows them to pick and choose a little bit. Um I love the fact that and I, I audibly said it, I love it that they pick the 10 best. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm a firm believer of that. I, in, in short track racing, um, I I love the way that the NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series does their national top 500. Um, I love that points format where it's your 16 best races or yep. your 18 best races. Got a stinker? Um, throw you, it away. You could race 25 times a year, but it comes down to your 16 best um, or your 18 best or whatever that might be. Um, I, I would even be okay because there are so many, um, I would be, I, I would be happier if the super late model series did the same thing. And now I don't think that they are, um, but if they did one throw away and so did the other, um, it, it allows the teams to work more hand in hand together. As opposed to against each other, you know. Yeah, uh, it's not just the pro stock giving up one thing; it, it's it, it's both of them. You know, um, I think that uh, that creates a lot of health between them. It shows that the pro stock tour is thinking, and and shows that they are that they want to work together with them. Yeah, they're working um, together, and yep. and uh, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that. Uh, That a mulligan is a good thing. Um, He touched on it. It doesn't have to be because you're racing at the other series. Right. It can be because your daughter's having a wedding, or it could be because, you know, you had a funeral to go to that weekend. Whatever. Um, uh, You know, uh, uh, racing at this level, as much as we want to make it professional, as much as we want it to be portrayed as professional – this is amateur racing. This is a you know. No, it's not. It, it, it's pro no, racing because nobody being paid is to making race. nobody's making a living on it. Nobody's, nobody's making, making a living,
1: but they're getting paid to do yeah, it. Yeah,
2: until until you can make a living at it. The that, definition
1: of professional is being paid to do something, not that you paid, can make a living
2: at it. Sure, but but you got to be able to make a living if it's going to be pro.
1: Ah. No, if it's... No,
2: it is. Yeah, oh, It's okay. amateur.
1: I got to hit this break. Hey. I have to hit it. And then Norm Newman going to join us on the other side of the break. We'll ask Normie if it's pro.
2: If you need a full-time job, it's not pro. Ah. You need a full-time job to do this gig.
1: Well, it just depends. How, wh- what's your lifestyle? What's your lifestyle? No. How much do you put in sure it? doesn't depend on that. It doesn't depend on that. Sure it does. No. Okay. Hit a break. We'll be back. Stay with us.
6: Hey, race fans! It's the '82 Fortinos Dodge Dave Conlon from Ottawa, and you're listening to Race Time Radio.
4: From coast to coast to coast, you're listening to Canada to Canada Talks.
1: It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track. Making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter.
4: Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home, from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order.
1: Tonight's race time radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. If
4: you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. I'm the
5: fly. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel.
4: Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music. Influences.
6: Collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show.
4: Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown, with Mike Campbell. And more. Right. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. Did you know you could get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Free game all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just, just to, to tap, tap away. away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you
0: listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. <laughs> Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio.
1: Uh, Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Uh, It's our first show back for 2023. It's our 17th season of Race Time Radio. And uh, none of it would have been possible without you, uh, the listener, the viewers, um, and we're sure appreciative of that. And we've got a great, great season coming at you all the way through. And uh, our guest, our next guest, is uh, definitely shined up and ready to go. I can see his car in the background. And so could you join us on our face, or pardon me, on our YouTube channel at Racetime Radio TV. And you'll be able to watch the show as well. Uh, let's welcome in that guest, shall we? Norm Newman, driver of the number 11 in the uh modified division you're getting ready to go for new smyrna speedway happy new year norm how you doing hey joe thanks happy
9: new year to you too
1: man what a beautiful looking race car you got behind you once again is that uh is it all tuned ready to go or you still got a little more to do
9: we got a little bit more work to do uh waiting on a few parts from robert yates for the engine and uh yeah we're we're getting real close
1: Now, uh, New Smyrna Speedway in the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing is uh, a staple in short track racing. Have you been down there? You probably have to seen it. Have you been down to race in it, Norm?
9: Never raced, no. Spent uh, a lot of years going down as a kid and and then watching races there for years and years and years. So pretty excited to to actually get on the pavement this year and, and try it out.
1: So which division are you going to fit into? Are you going to be a Florida modified or are you going to jump in the deep end?
9: We're going in the deep end. <laughs> we're running the, uh, so we're going to run the five nights on the open modified uh, series. So the same as the, the wheel and
2: modified. Yep.
1: Wow. Wow. That's going to be a lot of fun. You got to be looking forward to that.
2: Yeah. very excited. When you come back up here, though, Norm, you can't drive it into turn one like you can down there, one of those big gummy tires that you get. You you realize that, right? You're going to fall in love with those big gummies.
9: Yeah, I'll be missing about five inches of tire.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Norm, looking at... uh, It is kind of the neat part about the the Oscar Modified Series. Um, You know, there's a lot of guys that have the Troyer setup, right? And, and like, the tour-type modified car. Uh, I think back to... Uh, one of the first guys that I seen do it uh, was was Dave Terry when Oscar Modifieds kind of kicked off. You know, a lot of them were more of the traditional Florida modified style. Um, you know, that were the stock clip, that were the um, that were the you know the the All Pro Modified, quote unquote, if you will. Um, and Davey Terry and those guys kind of started a revolution. Um and and we've seen more and more of those style Troyer cars show up in the in the modifieds up here in in Ontario. Talk a little bit about the differences of them underneath for the fans to see them. Um, but but talk a little bit about the differences that you have to make to your car uh, to get it uh, to the type or to to go race with the tour types versus the the Oscar hot rods
9: or the the yeah, Oscar modifieds. Modified. For us to take a, a tour mod out of the states with a 15 inch tire, um, all you really gotta do is, is, uh, put a longer, uh, right rear tube in the rear end and, uh, some longer, uh, lowers and uppers in the, the right front and you can, you can get to your 82 to width and, and pretty much have a car that you can go racing with.
1: Pretty wild, really, when you look at it. Uh, they're awesome machines. The Earth actually shakes when you guys go by. <laughs> uh, motor-wise, did you? Is it a big step up to go down to New Smyrna? Uh, that's going to be under the hood of the eleven.
9: Yeah, like i have I'm a six hundred two crate guy in the Oscar Modifieds, and uh, we're jumping into the six hundred and fifty horse NASCAR spec motor.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's a big cash investment to you, but you'll be able to use that motor again. Now you're, you're going to participate in the Oscar modifieds up here. Uh, Do you have any other dates sort of sprinkled in throughout the course of the season? Where you are going to be able to put that bullet back under the hood and run down to the U S and run a racer too?
9: I do. We're going to run the Lancaster, uh, NASCAR wheel and modified night and. uh, uh, late August, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're talking about running North Wilkesboro as well. Wow. Oh, cool. Yeah, good good yeah. schedule. Uh, how about
1: the crew? Who have you got assembled uh, that you're going to take south with you?
9: I got some good guys. I got uh, Dale Reinhart, a good friend of mine. Uh, Adam Hagen is going to be in the Spotter's Tower. And uh, the famous Hollywood Hawn. Ah, you got Honey yeah. coming down with you. That's good. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: So, when does the wagon head down the road? When are you going to head south?
9: Uh, February 7th. Um, So, we got to make our stop at Speed 77 in uh, just the other side of Buffalo there and uh, get our setup put in and and take as much knowledge from those guys as possible before we head down. Um, Great bunch of guys there. Um, I've been working with them for the past year or so, putting this car together and just super helpful bunch down there
1: norm do you have many friends on that side of the border that uh are maybe going to be at new Smyrna Speedway that you're going to be able to you know pull some information from or maybe give you a hand in different ways
9: yeah I uh I shoot the odd guy a, a text message here and there that that runs some uh tour modified stuff so so I do lean on some for some questions for from some of those guys yet
1: Well, hey, your uh, hydraulic jacks are going to be just fine down there. I imagine the pits are going to be full of them.
9: Yeah, we'll fit in well down there. Yeah,
1: if you've (laughs) never seen them. uh, I I was fortunate enough to be at Saba one time when Norm came up to do some testing. And he rolled the car out. Him and his dad were there. And he's pulling these things out, these tall-looking things. And it kind of had me scratching my head going, I wonder what the hell those things are. Puts one in the front, one in the back. And then, Dad, grab the air lines. Yeah, grabs the airline psh, Pushes it. The car's in the air. Two hydraulic jacks. One on either end of the yep. car. Yep. Beautiful. Those things are cool. Yeah.
9: Oh, yeah. They're great. I buy whatever tool makes my life easier. <laughs>
1: yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're getting close to the top of the hour. Uh, can I get you to hang out with us for a little bit? I've still got a few more questions for you. Uh, we got to hit a quick break. Takes 90 seconds. And then we're going to come back for an hour or two. And I still got a few more I want to ask you. Are you good for time? Oh, yeah, great. Okay, then that's perfect. That's what we're going to do. Norm's going to stay with us. Uh, He is getting ready to go for the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing down at New Smyrna Speedway. uh, Going to jump into the deep end of the pool. Uh, So many good competitors. But I'll tell you what, for you American guys tuned in, you're going to love this guy. Uh, He's a good competitor. He's a tough competitor, um, but you're going to be able to trust running side-by-side with Norm. Uh, He'd never wreck you. Uh, If an accident happens, it's truly an accident as opposed to, uh, you know, the helmet done up too tight. Love watching this guy. (laughs) We're going to throw it back to you, Scotty, in Toronto to get us up to date on some news that you may have missed from our number one. And then we're going to come squealing back at you. For hour number two, all live tonight on Sirius XM channel one sixty seven. We're going to do that in just uh, five seconds. Going to throw it to Toronto, and then we will be back for hour two. Norm Newman's going to stick around, so we will get those questions answered uh, when we get back. So stay with us. Uh, Ninety seconds, and we will be back.
4: You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM. Channel
1: 167. Racetime Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Racetime Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and
6: fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. When you think NASCAR, you think NASCAR, think NASCAR Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. It's damn right, baby. Woo! The races. The Daytona 500 win. Good job. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows.
10: We'd love for you guys to
6: participate as well. The unprecedented access.
1: Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans.
6: Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90.
1: Capstain did a video game move.
6: Also streaming on the SXM app.
1: I think they're happy down here.
0: We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio With the two Joes Here on Race Time Radio On Sirius XM 167 Where Canada Talks
1: And just like that Hour two begins all live tonight On Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks you can also get us on racetimeradio.com, um, uh, on our YouTube channel, uh, Racetime Radio TV. And uh, to all the listeners uh, that tune in every week, multiple times, on the Performance Motorsport PerformanceMotorsportNetwork.com, Happy New Year to you. And we have got a great one coming at you all season long. Uh, we're back on the air and ready to go. Uh, Norm Newman joins us right now, Uh modified driver, the number 11 from up here in Ontario. He is going to be on his way to New Smyrna Speedway, and uh, he's going to jump into the deep end. He's not going to be a Florida modified. He is going to go for those NASCAR type modifieds. And Norm, the black car looks amazing. Who have you got sponsoring you uh, to go down south? The same guys that sponsor you up here?
9: No, we got a, we got a couple new ones. We got, uh, Bird Construction, uh, big construction company up at Bruce Power and does a lot of high rise stuff and some big, big industrial stuff. Uh, we got Reinhard Trailers, uh, sign on with us. Great people. Love those guys to death. Uh, Family Funland, as always, my dad, he's a, he's the backbone of this, this whole deal. So it's great to have him involved. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're ready. Well- uh, we got, uh, D3 off-road as well. Uh, Good guy just around the corner. Good fabricator. Helps me out a lot.
1: Perfect. When the snow all goes, you can go go go-kart racing in King Carden uh, right right. at uh, Norm's dad's spot. He's been there forever. And uh, great go-kart track if you want to go out and uh, rip around a track uh i spoke with him that day at sobel and i said how fast do those carts go and he says the fastest we're legally able to put them up (laughs) uh i guess the tsa tsa governs them right but uh i know your dad's got all of them right to the line so there's not one cart better than the other
9: that's right 45 kilometers that's my dad's rule
1: (laughs) (laughs) 45 kilometers or miles an hour
9: Twenty-eight miles an hour, forty-five k. Uh, gotcha. Cool. Gotcha.
2: Norm, uh, yeah. uh, looking at at the schedule as well. Um, uh, you know, you did touch on that. You you normally run a six hundred two up here. Um, yep. Uh, you, you are taking down, uh, of course, the the big iron, and you're going to jump in with the with the Whelan Tour type. Um, they, the past couple of years, they've had a, uh, e-mod or not, sorry, not an e-mod, a 604 tour type mod class, uh, come down from, uh, the, uh, New England, uh, you know, New Hampshire, Connecticut, uh, uh, territory, uh, they bring a 604 class, uh, or a 602 class, I believe, um, yep. that, uh, that run down there for a handful of nights, uh, and they're all officiated by themselves. Um, is that something that, that, uh, you'll have kind of a spare in the, in the trailer if, uh, it, you know, with your 602, if, if things go sour on the, on the big motor side or, or is that even in the, in the, the, the scope?
9: No, it's not in the plan. Okay. We're, uh, we're going full, full jump in the, in yep. the pond there and getting after it. So, cool. uh, that, uh, that 602 class down there though, it's growing big.
2: It has. 602
9: yeah. crates, uh, very similar to a real package that that we run up here, um, but yeah, it's growing fast. Yeah, they, down, down
2: there. The past couple of years, they've been one of the oh, only yeah. divisions that have a full field, right? Yeah, like was, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. lots you know, and lots. There was uh, there was a couple uh, there was a couple nights there where they they had like thirty cars show up. Um, it was uh, it was definitely incredible. Uh, Norm, uh, speed wise, you know, when you look at uh, when you talk to guys that uh, have never been to New Smyrna um the first thing that they say is man this place is fast right when they get out of <laughs> yeah. the car have you talked to many guys about the speed uh but what you what to expect as a driver uh from guys that have been you know running down there or or like obviously you've been there you've seen it uh but it's easy to look at it from the outside you know it, it, a whole different ball game when you jump in um have you talked to many guys about the about what to expect when you get there
9: yeah um Brian McDonald he uh he gave me some good advice. He said it's it's kind of like Delaware but lots of banking, lots of high speed. That car is going to be slamming right down to the ground. Um just be ready for it. Coming out of 4, you can you can really hook the bottom and and get going. So I've been playing a ton of i racing uh on the track, so just trying to get my bearings on it and be somewhat prepared. So Hopefully, we're we're in good shape.
1: And you will be, Norm. I can guarantee it. You. You've got laps on at UCASA, Uh And, yeah. you know, that's five-eighths of a mile. So I know New Smyrna's got the banking. It's going to hold you in, uh, which is going to allow you to go even quicker. Uh, but I know you, and you love speed. So I don't think you'll be intimidated at all. Um, it's going to become of a yeah, a couple pinch me moments when you look over and Ronnie Silk is there oh, for sure. and you've got, you know, uh, there's so many good teams, so many good teams, but you're going to fit right in. What is success going to be for you on the other side?
9: Uh, to run mid pack, to be competitive. Um, that's, that's about it. If I'm, if I'm competitive and, and we're not getting lapped, then, then I'm going to be happy. Um, It'll be to get our feet wet and uh, earn some respect from those guys as well. Um, I don't want to go out there and try to charge to the front, beat my bang my way up there and, and not have the respect of those guys.
1: Uh, they're going to love you. I know you are. I, I know they will. I've watched you race for a lot of years up here, and uh, you, you are definitely one. If I had a helmet on, I'd love to race against you because <laughs> I know I wouldn't have to worry about getting stuffed. Um, and if something happened, it would genuinely be uh, uh, be one of those accidents, Junior.
2: Yeah. I, you know, one of the things that, uh, and, and I've told a lot of people this, uh, and I think I've even talked about this on the air probably four or five years ago, um, uh, you know, to a handful of competitors that were going to be going down there. Uh, but I remember showing up there with Andrew Griselle and we thought we had the cat by the tail. We had the best motor package. We had the best, <laughs> we had the best motor. We had the best everything. And, and we showed up there and, and we knew that, that we were rolling in with the, with the, the premier package, you know? And, and you know that when you show up there, you're like, man, this is, this is going to be fun Yep. and, and we're going to be competitive. We know we are, you know, we've got, you know, every phone, every phone number from here to Timbuktu yeah. we can call and all those great things. And we showed up there, we unloaded, it was practice day, and uh, we went out there, and uh, they dropped the green flag, and we came in, and, and they bring around a, a speed chart, right? And they give you, like, your 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 speed your chart times. for your division. Yep. And we were 28th out of 32 cars. <laughs> and Gressel's like, man, the car is glued to the racetrack. It, yeah. is, it is stuck. He goes, I, I have no idea how I can get any more speed out of it. And we went out there for the second session. We were 26th out of 30 31 cars, I think, because we lost one in the other one. And he's like, "Man, I got nothing. I got nothing left." He's like, "I the, the car's not loose. It's not tight. It's it's perfect. The car is perfect. It's slow, and and it's just slow." It's slow. And uh, <laughs> I said, "I said, Gressel, let's go down and talk to a guy that knows this place, like D- David Rogers. He's right across the pits from us." I said, "Let's go talk to him." And Gressel walked over there, and he he does not want to talk to a driver about how to drive a damn race car. He, right. that, a racer <laughs> does not want to talk to a racer about how to drive a race car. And I said, David, you've been here a ton. I said, can you give this guy any pointers? And he goes, well, what's the car doing? And Gressel says, it's not doing anything. It's Nothing. perfect. The it's car fun. is glued. He goes, well, drive it in there until it does something and then adjust to it and then drive it in there harder next time. <laughs> and he goes, really? Yeah. Like, that's the stupidest information that you've ever taken in as a race car. But to have a guy like that say that, you know that you got to attack the corner at that track. And sure enough, Grassell, the next practice session, he drove it in there until he seemed God. And and the thing got loose. And, and he came in. And he's like, okay, the car's loose. So we started making adjustments, and and by the end of that practice session, Gressel attributed it directly to David Rogers saying that. Yeah, but uh, we were like third quick, but but he said that he had to take that car. And push it to its bare limit in order to get it. Yeah. And uh, he said it was it was really interesting the just to see how different that racetrack is than everything that we race on up here. Because if you do that at sunset, you're going to be garbage. If yep. you drive into the corner yeah. that hard, yep. you're going to be junk. If you do that at Delaware, you're going to be junk. Um, but but that place there, it can take it. So uh, well, you can I, go I've, fast,
1: but can you race it like exactly. that? Exactly. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. How about you, Norm? Uh, what, what's the thoughts heading in there? What do, What do you think you're going to be in for?
9: Uh, just like Joe Jr. said, there, like, keep dumping her in further and further until it doesn't work anymore, and then, then go back to the drawing board. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Keep working on it. I know you guys will get it. Uh, you got a great crew. Uh, February seventh can't come soon enough. I can just about guarantee yeah. it. Uh, social media wise, how the people up on this side of the border anywhere for that fact stay up with you while you're at New Smyrna Speedway. You're got to keep the channels all open. Keep everybody up to date.
9: Yep, you can check out Newman Motorsports on Instagram or myself, Norman Newman, on, on Facebook. And we'll be keeping everybody up to date on what's going on, maybe even the after-hour stuff too. <laughs> uh,
1: and they can keep it tuned to Race Time Radio. Normie, we'll be on you while you're down there to try and get you on the show and uh, get some uh, some reports from you while you're down there. Perfect. Sounds good, buddy. You be safe, have safe travels, and I know we'll be keeping our eyes glued on you, buddy. Thanks so much for the time tonight.
9: Yeah, thank you guys as well. This was great.
1: Norm Newman, number 11, on his way to New Smyrna Speedway and the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing. Crazy stuff. Can't wait to see how Normie makes out down there. And I know we'll have other Canadians. We'll get you up to speed as we find out about them. We'll get them on the show and... Uh, of course going to get some of our US friends also on the program uh, so we can counterbalance everything I'm going to hit a quick break when we come back off to Saskatoon we go uh, we've got Andy going to come up on the other side of the break stay with us
9: Bonjour Monsieur Orange, Courant La 27 vous écoutez
2: Race Time Radio.
9: I'm Andrew Ranger. You're listening to Race Time Radio.
4: You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM channel 167. Did you know you could get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't. All season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard, with your hometown announcers just, just a tap, tap away. away. Yes. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. What is Sirius
6: XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler we will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You
4: just won
6: at the Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans.
4: It's all. all. Joe Legato will set his sights on a championship. And two times, baby. Things Things. He him off the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes.
6: Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah.
1: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology.
3: From the streets of Hoboken to the Vegas Strip, Frank Sinatra's music all
4: in one place. You make me feel so young. Perfectly Frank, playing nothing but Sinatra.
0: I got the world on a string. Perfectly Frank.
4: Listen anytime and anywhere on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular
0: plans. From the high banks of Daytona. Cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake it back, Cal! Woo, shake and it back! And here on Race Time Radio.
1: Woo, and- baby! Those grapes are just a buzzing by like those race cars. So, welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Good opportunity to say thanks to Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Uh, a great sponsor of Race Time Radio. Uh, we've got some product that we're going to be giving away. Uh, you want to keep it tuned to not only the show, but our social media networks. Uh, I'm going to come up with some creative ways to give away uh, some great product here on the program. also want to thank Napa Auto Parts stores out in Nova Scotia, uh, Port Hawkesbury. Uh, 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 look at this. My mind goes blank. Uh, New Glasgow. And Andy Ganesh, uh, got to thank Todd Robertson and uh, Colin and all of them uh, at uh, NAPA for being part of us, as well as VP Racing Fuels and Dawson Dental Centers. Uh, we got a lot of great sponsors on our program, and we couldn't do it without them. Always got room for more. If you're a company, you want to uh, jump on board with us, uh, we can definitely uh, make some room for you. But what do you say we get back to the hotline and actually, the video line. And let's welcome in Andy Close. He's with us. Andy, what's going on? How you doing, buddy? Ooh, I'm not hearing Andy. Probably because I haven't got his mic turned on. Maybe now I'll hear you, Andy. A
2: second there. There you go. go. He did the same thing to me at the beginning of the it, show. Don't feel bad. It
1: was, it was my yeah. fault, Andy. I didn't have your <laughs> channel on. How
2: you doing?
5: Hey, good. How are you guys? Good, Happy New good.
1: Year. Happy New Year to you, too. How'd the holidays go for you? Good?
5: Good, yeah, really good. Yeah, had some time off there, enjoyed some time with the friends and the family, and now it's time to get back on the schedule, some race meets, and get going here on the race schedule.
1: Ooh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is the schedule up and out, Andy, or have you guys got that done yet, or is it still a work in progress?
5: No, schedule's been released. Uh, still waiting on some dates. It is on our uh, website, EllenLinAutomotivespeedway.ca, and also on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Gotta
1: love it. I um, thought i seen it.
5: Yeah, yeah, just got released uh, about a week ago. There, mm-hmm. first of January. There, if you if you if you don't mind, there, I'd like to go through a few things, a few dates. Absolutely, got cooking for 2023, opening day, just regular racing is May 27th. Um, our first special event we call it is June 17th. It's our first pro late model special event of the year. Lakeview Insurance is happy to sponsor once again 150 lap feature. So far, we have a $10,000 total uh, prize money purse for that event there to start. And then, of course, rolling into July, there's a little bit of a break from special events. But obviously, schedule has been released. NASCAR Pinty Series, uh, the 26th of July. Nice. We're proud, proud to announce, sponsored again, it, it'll be um, our Leland Fastener Twin 125 event.
1: Nice, nice. Always like it. That, that's that got to be what? Uh, uh 15 years or so now, or is it getting close to that? that the Minus the yeah. COVID. Been out there? Minus COVID. Minus COVID, yeah. yeah. 16th year
5: this year,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a row. yeah. Incredible. Love the Speedway. Um, and what a unique scenario, right, with the Saskatoon Stock Car Racing Association. Um, uh, you're the head of it, Andy, uh, you. but you and the executive. But it's not like a, you know, like a lot of the race Ninety nine point nine percent of them that are individually owned, and they have, a, you know, a bunch of employees working there. You guys are all pulling on the same rope, and a pretty cool scenario that you guys got going on out there, and you're successful doing it.
5: Yeah, it's 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 always a challenge. We have a, a volunteer executive that's elected every year. So we have 24 people on the board of directors um, that virtually run the club. We do have some employees, our marketing directors and employed and the odd maintenance and track workers and stuff too our employees. But we seem to get along. It, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge where we all got our day-to-day regular jobs and family obligations. But it seems to come together and it's been operating like this for 61 years now. So
1: Isn't that uh, that that's amazing. Uh, how's Al Baki doing? I haven't uh, heard or seen. Him. I was hoping to see him last year when I was out at Saskatoon uh, at Sutherland Automotive Speedway, but I missed yep. him. He wasn't there that particular day. How's Al doing?
5: Al's doing really good. There, we actually honored him there on our event with the Bridge City 200. There, we had our membership uh, appreciation day, so we had over 300 past and present members uh at the track and amongst the attendance of over two thousand people and we actually honored al with his lifetime achievement we honored uh our main grandstands their uh albaki grandstands so he didn't he didn't have any idea what was happening we thought we were just getting them to come out in his old truck antique truck there and speak to the fans and give us a little history lesson because it was member night <laughs> so he was purely astonished uh, astonished and really surprised what we did for him and uh Al still makes it to every race and contributes and sells 50-50 tickets and just (laughs) keeps on going, still drives his motorcycle to the track. I think Al's got to be always around the 85 years old now, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but a young 85.
5: Young 85, yeah.
1: Yeah, amazing. Uh, Carry on with the schedule. I know we haven't hit the Bridge City 200 yet, and that is on the schedule.
5: Yeah, that's next. So after the NASCAR Pinty's event, August the 12th, Bridge City 200, second annual. uh, We are working on uh, a title sponsor. We should have something to announce there, hopefully middle of next month. But still, it's uh, total prize money, $35,000 and total prize money, $10,000 to win. We're confident that we'll have a couple more sponsors jump on board, and we hope to increase that to maybe a $15,000 or $20,000 to win with the $50,000 points fund.
1: Baby, baby. Now you're going to be getting guys coming across the country from the west, from the east, all jumping into that Bridge City 200. That's a cool event. I know last year was the first year for it, um, but, uh, man, oh, man, you guys are getting known for it out that way.
5: Yeah, I think we even might have some car stateside coming north from what we hear. We we've, we've had a lot of guys contact us at the end of November wishing and wanting to know our schedule and uh and a registration form and the and our entry fees and all that and we've established that. That just got released this last week on our websites and stuff. And uh, really looking forward to it. And I think the increase with the prize purse and just the word of mouth of the event that we held last year in 2022 got out. And there's a lot of guys that contacted us that be prepared. We're coming next year. So looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. And big events like that always take time to build. Uh, You know, they're historic. They're big events and they take time to build. Uh, I know when I look at the Western Rattler 300, the first stop at Penticton Speedway last year. Great car count. Had some guys from your place. I know Matt Shirley was there. Uh, We had some other competitors from Saskatchewan, Alberta. And I know that NET is going to get cast wider. As soon as that event is announced, uh, things are going to look pretty damn good for guys making their schedules up to go out west this year. that would be cool.
5: Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting there. We caught wind. We got some hot shoes returning to late models there. I wouldn't be surprised if we used to see Tyler Eamon back in a car. Really? Yeah.
1: yeah, that'd be cool. How about Glenn yeah. Hertzky?
5: Uh no, I think Glenn's more or less on the fan side now for good. But uh <laughs> you, you, you'll probably see some new uh teams to late models too. Uh sh- Antal Kalika has purchased a late model. Oh, really? Cool. So, yeah. yeah. You're gonna see her out there. There she got rid of her sportsman, so she'll be running the Pinty Series, whatever schedule's released for her for that. But she'll be joining us in her Bridge City 200 and probably some local late model events.
1: You gotta love it. You gotta love it. And Trent Seidel, uh, Trent uh, Trent Seidel, you gotta know that he is going to be at it. Uh, He's another one of those tough competitors. uh, When you get out to Saskatoon, going to be off the hook. RS One Cup Series making its return.
5: Yeah, we intended to really have them scheduled in for June the 24th. We're just working on some uh, uh, our contract there with Al Liebert and the bunch. Mm -hmm. And that should be coming forward to in the next week week or a couple weeks or two.
1: Nice, nice. It looks so spectacular at the Speedway, seeing all those (laughs) RS1 Cup cars all lined up all the way down the front. Such a unique package that they've got for Avion Motorsports. When the word gets out on this, baby, look out.
5: Yeah, yeah, it was really exciting to watch there. And it was their inaugural event last year with us in 2022. So definitely um, lots to build on with that event. Lots of excitement out of the RS1 camp too, coming for 2023 with their schedule and their anticipation of where they're racing this summer.
1: Perfect. So you guys go all the way through to uh, like the end of September, correct? And then uh, you wrap yeah. her up?
5: Yeah, where our last date is actually the 24th, September. That's our year in the Duro we still have a couple events in between that, though, after our Bridge City 200. We have uh, our annual Street Stock Invitational, the a w Martinsville 100. So the last couple of years, we've joined forces there with Medicine Hat Speedway, Hythe Motor Speedway, and Spark Speedway in Regina, where it alternates of, of a three-race event at all tracks. And we have the points final on the 9th of September. Last year, we drew in uh, 29 street stocks that started our A-Main feature. Wow. So there's also a $10,000 day money for that, and you're racing for pretty close to the same amount of prize money at the other two events in Regina and Medicine Hat. And then an overall points finishing, if you competed in all three Provincial Border Challenge races, you're running for about another 6000 bucks. Wow. So. There's more to be announced on that coming and I think the total three race series along with the day money and the points money we could touch close to $50,000 for a street stock series.
1: Yeah. Incredible judging, incredible. incredible to see to hear the numbers and to see the participation yeah. it's incredible.
2: It is for sure and yeah. and you know I the, the thing that I find the most unique about about Saskatoon and and about the the race track itself um you know <laughs> and and this is not a knock by any stretch. This happens wherever there is a a big city center. Uh when we were there, uh well, when we are there with the NASCAR Pinty Series, I was always astounded and I always have been astounded that the people didn't know where the track was. You know, people yeah. would come yeah. into the parking lot of the Sandman or, you know, whatever hotel we're at and they would say, "What are you guys doing here? Like what is happening?" Yeah. And we're racing at at Sutherland Motor Speedway. Well, where is that? Well, it's like it's ten minutes up the road. Like, yeah. How do you not know? Like you're from here? Like, <laughs> it, like it's right up the road. But it's because it's a major city center, right? It's, right. It's, I mean, if you could market to every single person, I know it's your goal, and I know that's what you want to do. But it, it's always astounding to me when you go out there, uh, how many people don't know that it's that it's there. You know, at the at the time. Sure. And uh, you know, it's it's very similar to me, um, and very similar feeling. Uh, to the Texas Motor Speedway. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's right outside of a major city center and 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 you know, you go you show up at the hotel and it's not welcome race fans, it's just a normal day for the hotel staff. Right. And and uh you know, they don't know that NASCAR's coming to town, you know at that point. So, um but uh, the thing about Saskatoon and and how you guys run it and 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 how you guys have grown that facility. Every time I've been there, it looks different. There's mm-hmm. there's new stuff happening. Uh, there's new signage, there's, you know, new areas behind the grandstands, the, the parking is better. You know, it, you guys are making constant improvements and, and I imagine that as you grow, there's a lot of big companies there in Saskatoon. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a tremendous amount of companies that fit very well with the demographic of racing. And, and every time I've been there, the class of cars that are racing on the Tuesday night, you know, ahead of the Wednesday night, um, they look better, you know, there's, there's a better class of cars and, and, uh, there's, it's constantly improving out there. And, 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 uh, you know, that goes to guys like you and, and to everybody that's involved, um, such a unique way of, of putting together racing and, and, and putting it out there to market, um, you know, with the ownership group, the way that it is and and the membership group, if you will, um, it, it it, Uh, You know, it far exceeds uh, what a single promoter can do. And and, uh, hats off to you guys for for doing it and and keeping it going the way that it is.
5: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a huge undertaking and a huge challenge. We have a lot of competition here. And it's a large city of 300,000 people, but it's a very challenging market. We're in competition with the basketball league. And then, uh, you got the lacrosse league with the rush, the Saskatchewan rush. And then you're in competition too with advertising with the Saskatoon Blades, the WHL. And then every weekend starting in May, other than racing. There's something. There's a jazz festival, folk fest, Taste of Saskatchewan. There's always some kind of festival and competition. But, yeah, just as you said at the start there, it is. It's it gets to be frustrating. Like, we do a lot of displays. And, yeah, the, the people that come up, there's a Speedway. What are these cars? <laughs> yeah. But it's that's our challenge. And, and that's what keeps us motivated there to promote racing here.
1: How is Richard doing? Did Richard have a good holiday?
5: Yeah, I haven't seen him since Christmas. But Richard actually took... He took a a leave from the executive duties, and he let his name stand, and he got (laughs) reelected. So he's all part of the group, and he's always behind the scenes. You know, he's he's the mastermind behind the schedule and the race day activities and the timing. And being the computer uh, entrepreneur that he is there, he keeps our tech uh, line rolling here with stuff and uh, always behind the scenes. So uh, heavily involved again. Used to be about eighty uh, percent involvement. Now he's back to one hundred and fifty percent full that, throttle.
1: That's the Richard we all know and love. That a boy Rich, keep it up, keep it up, uh, and, and that's awesome. Uh, I know we had a blast working with your announcer uh, contingent with Dave, yeah. and uh, it, yeah. uh, you got you guys got a great thing happening. Uh, so oh. everything fires up in May this year. That's your first event. That's
5: right,
1: May 27th. Awesome stuff. Andy, this has been great catching up with you tonight. Yep. Surely appreciate the time. And when you do have those big announcements, yep. uh, remember to shoot me a message. We're going to get you right back on Race Time Radio to spill the beans. Sound you good?
5: we Will do, and I'll, we'll try to get you guys out here this summer for this Bridge City 200. Ooh,
1: baby. I, can, I yep. We'd be all over that like a fat guy on a Smarty. There you go. <laughs> you want right to believe on. it. Andy, thanks so much for the time. Yep. Thanks, fellas. Sutherland Automotive Speedway. You don't, uh, you, if you're going to go, you know, you're taking your holidays, you want to take a shot across Canada, make sure you have plans to stop at the speedway. Um, a, incredible. Great speed. I compare it, Joe, to a Riverside International Speedway. Two tracks are pretty close. I know they look different on the outside, but the racing surface if you want to try and compare them uh, I think that 's a pretty good comparison uh, at Sutherland Cal- they 've yeah.
2: got uh, good banking into turn one and two and three and four so caliber caliber of facility I would put them right there with riverside yes. you know um, the racing itself that you see at riverside is is a little bit more gritty uh like you 've got to attack the corner a lot harder at riverside than you than you oh, do yeah. at, at, at Sutherland so it's it's a little bit you know, wilder when you get two cars side by side at Riverside than it is at Saskatoon because the place is so wide. Mm. You have so much room uh, to, to run side by side or three wide at, at, uh, at Sutherland. It's, it's incredible. Um, You know, the, 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 the caliber of facility, um, you know, that you see at at, sprinkled across this country. Now, um, if you would have asked me, you know, 15 years ago, you know, what, where the nicest tracks are, I would never have said Truro, Nova Scotia, Saskatoon, and Penticton, but that's that's what we're saying right now. That's you know when you look at, at the the nicest facilities in motorsports, those are the top three for me. Is is Penticton, uh, Saskatoon, and then Riverside. Now, obviously, you have to put Jukasa in there. Jukasa, oh, yeah, you know they went through all of the the improvements, but like active racetracks. And and I think that Delaware Speedway is quickly positioning themselves to be in that category. Um, they're not there yet you know it's still it's still you know being being worked on and and you know there's there's plans to make it a lot better Mm -hmm. um as luke alluded to um but uh you know i would put if you're talking asphalt saskatoon has to be in that top three for for quality and and for for you know the 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 sheer raceability of the racetrack
1: oh yeah some dynamite stuff i know we look forward to uh getting you lots of information about Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon. We're going to hit this quick break. When we come back, we're going to get Trevor Seabird on this program. We're going to, first of all, talk to him in Panticton. We'll talk our Rest one Cup Series, and we'll find out what the big guy's been up to out there in B.C. We'll do all that next live right here on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. Race Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport. The official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro.
7: Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. you stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, You can count on Napa know-how.
4: Actor. Comedian, producer, musician, and Oscar nominee, Dan Aykroyd has done it all. Aykroyd was an original cast member of SNL starting in 1975, and his legendary characters include one half of Two Wild and Crazy Guys, and of course, Elwood Blues. From Ghostbusters to Coneheads to Driving Miss Daisy to Crystal Head Vodka, he is one of Canada's
8: most accomplished citizens. Dan Aykroyd, 2005 inductee on Canada's Walk of Fame
2: iconic games. 43 points for Stephen Curry.
4: The Golden State Warriors have recaptured home court. One of the best players in the league requesting a trade. The Suns and the Heat are among the two teams Durant has on his wish list. And saying goodbye to one of the greatest players that ever lived. The passing of NBA legend Bill Russell today at the age of 88. If you missed our top 10 NBA stories of 2022 with Frank Isola and Mitch Lawrence, here at any time with the SXM app, just search NBA Radio. Alexa, Play NASCAR Radio on Sirius XM.
5: Sirius XM NASCAR Radio from Sirius XM. Start your
4: engine! Access to NASCAR's
6: biggest name. Kyle Chase Elliott. Here, live coverage of every single race. Side by side for the win. It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We got
4: breaking news. Let's go to the
6: hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at siriusxmcom NASCAR. Tonight's
1: race time radios brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow. And in Indiana, Nova Scotia.
6: Drivers, start your engines.
0: Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167.
1: Uh, and we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. Welcome back. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, this two hours goes by way too fast. Uh, coming up in just mere moments, we're going to have Trevor Siebert. Uh, we'll talk to uh, Trevor about RS1 Cup Series racing. Uh, we'll also talk to him about Penticton Speedway. We'll find out how the holiday all went down. And uh, Junior, Trev's always a good guy to have on this show. Um, he always has something in his bag that uh, he, he pulls out and lets us have.
2: So yeah, I know. He, I can't wait. Yeah, he always does. He always shares a little tidbit, doesn't he?
1: Yep, he's always. A, he's,
2: a, he's always got a little little fragment. Sometimes it's just a little fragment. Sometimes it's, a great big thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's, uh, uh, you know, they've got lots of stuff coming down the pipe by the sounds of it out there with all the big adjustments that they made. Um, you know, by by all accounts, it's going to be a, a completely different racetrack again. Oh yeah, which is uh, which is really cool. And and uh, Al seems like he is full throttle right now <laughs> in the background, putting RS one cars together, getting everything and, built. And uh, yeah, so everything uh, everything sounds like it's banging on all eight cylinders. Well, let's find out because we got the captain
1: himself. Let's welcome in Trevor Siebert. What's going on there, Trev? How are you? Happy New Year.
10: Doing good. Happy New Year to you guys. Can you hear me
9: okay?
1: Oh, we can see you. We can hear you, bud. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, I haven't seen you since the summer, but you haven't aged a minute.
10: Oh, I could just imagine. Yeah, it must be, uh, I must have some kind of app for filters or something over my face.
1: Uh, there you go. Uh, you guys worked hard right through. Um, uh, speaking of the the, the change, uh, done in turn one and two, that bump is now gone. Uh, what was that like to take care of, Trev?
10: Well, you know, it was, um, we got an opportunity there to take that thing out this fall, like right before the snow fell. And um, it was funny, I was looking at the weather and, you know, it was below zero and then we had a three or four days where it was getting up to seven, eight degrees in the afternoon and, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't really want to pave below about six degrees if you can help it. And so we lined up a bunch of stuff feverishly, I phoned Riley and a couple of the guys and Ingo and brian and lee and everybody said hey guys get up here we got to patch this thing up and uh, and so we did we had peter brothers paving come out and and bring their grinder out and grind it all off first um <clears throat> which was a bit of an interesting process because you know in some places when i rebuilt that track in some places it's a it's paper thin you know it's mm. it's you're lucky if you got an inch of asphalt in some place in other places you without exaggerating there's 14 inches of asphalt because wow. i don't know what they did in the back in the old days if they kept you know paving it and paving it or a lot of it was cold mix. And um, and I think maybe somebody was buddied up with the highways department back in the day. And whenever they had something left over, they brought it to the racetrack. Um, so anyways, my concern was when we started grinding it, that you run the risk of going through the right through the asphalt. And then you get into into the base. And once mm. you're into the base, then now you're having to reprep the base and everything else. And, you know, with the weather window, uh, I didn't want that to happen. We were yeah. lucky. We poked through in a couple places like just by literally millimeters and, uh, you could, you know, you could feel the gravel that was right there at the surface and, uh, and we got it paved and I think it turned out great. You know, obviously I haven't been able to try anything on it other than my, my, my work truck, right? you know, a bunch of tools rolled around the back and everything <laughs> else. I went out the next day and did probably 50 laps over it. Cause you know, you're pretty critical about your own work and, and how it turned out and, right. I'll tell you, you know, you can get critical and there's, you feel the odd little ripple here and there, but compared to what it used to be, it'll be a whole new racetrack.
1: Oh, yeah. It's going to throw, it's going to throw the guys for a loop. You know, uh, I know some were screaming, no, no, Trevor, don't touch it. It's like the cup guys at Atlanta. They didn't want the track touched. But, uh, you know, you got to do it. You have to. What would have caused that bump, Trev? Like back in the day, what would have caused it? Is it frost or something that does it? Well, it's.
10: It's, it's probably a bit of a combination of anything. You know, frost is always the hardest thing on racetracks in Canada by far. And then, you know, so then you have to look at, say, well, what type what type of material do we have? And and so if you look at Area 27, when we built that, it's so dry because we're in a desert type environment down there. Hmm. And then I found a, a large, you know, gravel pit or de- gravel deposit just adjacent to the site that I was able to get the Soyuz Indian band to uh, let us use. And so we put two feet of of gravel underneath that track, even though we had dry conditions. Well, there's not a blemish in that track to this day. It's six years old. Yeah. Well, so you go up to Penticton Speedway, you ask what's going on there. Well, that particular corner, and if you look at some of the old pictures, this track was built in 1969. You look at the old Trichter, uh, pictures, there's a swamp there. Ah. You know, there's, there's bull rushes and stuff that are underneath that particular corner. It's very dry at the other end. It's all sand. Yeah. Uh, but that end is an old swamp, and there's still water running through there. So if you dig below turn one, you only got to go down about two feet and hit the water table. Wow. Which is really something in the Okanagan, especially up on, um, and, you know, where we are, oh, up on yeah. the mountains. yeah, yeah, You want to find water there, and it runs year round. Um, I know that because the ditch outside of our property has a spring that runs into it, even in July when it's 40 degrees. Wow. And so with that kind of moisture in the ground, of course, it's wicking it up all the time, and, and it makes a soft base. And then and then in the wintertime, don't get real extreme uh, winters here, but it was down to minus twenty five here for a few days, and it doesn't take long before that'll heave that.
9: Yeah,
1: right. Yeah,
10: and then you've got the you've got the cracking on top from just years old pavement that every time it rains it, it goes down through the crack and it adds more moisture to it. Um, so I I don't know when the last time that particular corner would have been paved, but it, it's a long time ago because it's worn the surface down to like I say about an inch thick on the bottom side right down the groove we went and repaired
2: it absolutely now what, what, what i want to talk about is that uh, the 50 laps that you did in the work truck because it sounds like <laughs> a heck of a lot of fun you, you know it wouldn't sound like fun until you said the tools ro- rolling around in the back that means well, he was going that fast means, that means that you tried it out you, you, you threw it in there a couple times trev and i've got a funny story about that my you know there's there's not a whole lot of people that get a chance to take their their personal vehicle out on a racetrack, right? It's, it's it, you know it's 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 fun, but when you do it, it's kind of scary. Uh, and and you know there's King of the Hill and there's there's those types of races, but uh, my I got a brand new well it was it was a couple days old Monte Carlo SS, and uh, I picked it up from from Reg Nobles and uh it was me and two buddies of mine and we went right from the the dealership out to the racetrack because i had to show my dad right i got a, i got a new vehicle here it's yeah it's cool almost filled well,
1: that hole in in the wall yeah, down I, at the far end i
2: did yeah <laughs> yeah and uh so do uh, you got any fun stories like that trev where you <laughs> where you you know went out there just to take a look but uh later down a little bit too hard
10: well you know what's <clears throat> it's funny like um you know, I don't know. You, you you start out as a young guy and you just dream of a day you could sit your ass in a race car. You yep. know, and then you end up with one, and then, then you get into better ones and, and better ones and higher level. And I always pinch myself every time I, I got to that to a different level or a better level or a better car. And and you know, then then you end up building a racetrack like Area Twenty Seven, and you know, you're you're kind of just go down there for a coffee, and next thing you know, you're like. I didn't bring my helmet. Anybody got a helmet? I'm going to take my vet and go for a rip or something. <laughs> and so the Petticton Speedway, lots of times i got excuses to go up there when, you know, for no particular reason. But, you know, we got tools stored up there. I need a drill or something. I'm doing something downtown. I go up there. And it's amazing how many times it's, it's kind of like eating peanuts, you know, when you can't stop. <laughs> and uh, you you drive by there and you kind of look out at the track and and – Huh. Well, I'll just take a drive out and have a look at things. And well, you don't drive out there for very long before your foot's on the rug and round, round, round. round <laughs> you go and you work. Uh, you know, hundred percent. Nice thing about an oval is when all the tools slosh over to one side and your groceries and whatever you got in the back seat or on one side, they pretty much stay there. Yeah. You, know, you can't really do that on a road course because now there's a right hander and everything runs the other way and it's <laughs> crashing and banging back there. But that's my theory, anyways. You just keep it tucked up to the one side if you're doing a good job.
2: It'll pack but, down, pack down right on the floor line, right? It's, <laughs> it's once it's down there, it's down there. It's, it's good. down.
10: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. won't we'll fall so back up. What's 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 funny is you know. You, so anyway, whatever you get doing, it's quarter mile oval. It doesn't take long before you got about 20 laps in on your work truck, and and as you know, Joe, like because you've been there, you you see the highway that goes right up above it. Yeah. Like we're in a bowl. You stare right into the racetrack. You you don't miss anything when you're driving by. Well, it doesn't matter. Like, you can look up there and be out there in your work truck, and next thing there's three people pull over, they're looking because they're wondering what the hell is this guy doing down there? <laughs> <Just> there <laughs> right? yeah. And uh, you know, your the electric grease gun is running around the back, and <laughs> some buckets flying around, and whatever you got back there, the chain, you know. So, yeah, those, I guess, those I guess, three. I, I guess what a I'm bear. trying to say is like being a little kid, you know, 100%. Five years old, and you go out there, and, and I can't go there very often. And, and just to pick something up, to run it back downtown before I, before I stare out there and go and do a few laps um, before I leave the property again and lock the gate. Well,
1: so, that's what you're supposed to do. How are things coming for Penticton Speedway? Let's start right there. How's the schedule coming? How's Lee? How's Ingo? How's old boys? How's everything coming?
10: Well, those guys are doing good. You know, we uh, I spend a lot of time. I'm in Penticton right now. I'm sitting in my RV. I keep up here year-round so I can come and go. You know, I live in Vancouver, and 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 last, excuse me, last weekend I was home, and and the guys were all around, and and we took some time during the holidays while it was quiet, and mm-hmm. and got together, and you know, we got together to spend an hour or so to talk, and the hour turned into nine hours before we looked at each other and said, you know, guys, we've been here for nine hours, and and there was a list a country mile long that we could have kept talking about, sure. Right? And, you know, you get pretty granular when you talk about stuff about the racetrack and what you do. And part of it, again, is like driving around the track in your work truck. You get pretty fired up as you get talking about, you know, we could do this. We That's a great idea. So then you got the chalk talk going on the board and all the different things you can do. So it's coming great. We You know, the schedule, I think we're announcing uh, or or publishing the schedule tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, We we talked about it, you know, quite a bit with some of the things. We're finalizing a few things. Uh, so we'll be publishing that. Um, of course, we got the the Western Rattlers on the schedule. We've got um, we've got wing sprint cars coming back, which we had last year, which are unbelievable. Right? and and so we got to educate the fans a little bit because they haven't been at Penticton Speedway maybe ever, for all I know. Right. Um, you know, they're out there doing I, – I don't doubt they'll get below a 10-second lap time this year, which is which the kind of banking we have on that track. And it's phenomenal. And the people are coming up and watching those guys go around. And the guys, that's nuts. Oh, like, yeah.
1: Vapor right? trail and the whole shot coming off them babies.
10: You know, 800 horse alcohol with the wings stuck on the roof and everything else. I mean, and they're glued, right, when they go around. So we got those guys coming back. We've got lots of big street sock shows, which, is, which has been, you know, uh, one of our bigger – uh focuses if you will mm-hmm. um to, to build that street shot class up that seems to be the biggest class in in bc right and it's a good it's a good level where you can still get a lot of competitors that can afford to be there and have some really good racing those guys put on a great show um who else we got we got uh, like i say four or five really big shows for for them uh we got monster trucks coming this year ah, cool. again we had them last year sold the place out two days in a row for that uh, so we got them coming back, and then of course we got um, you know the kicking the season off. We got the Western Rattler 300, which uh, I spent a bunch of time on last night, uh, firming up whatever rule changes I felt we needed, mm-hmm. and getting that in a way that we can publish out as well tomorrow. So yeah, lots of exciting stuff.
1: Is the Western Rattler on the same weekend as it was last year? Kind of so, like
10: uh, so we're moving it. We're moving it one week further down the road Mm um where you know last year was 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 uh unseasonably cold like it was cold
1: it was nice through the day but yeah you're right trev it it got damn cold and and it
10: is a desert so you know it has that typical you guys spent time at Vernon when it was still running and Mm -hmm. you know you're out there in shorts during the day and in the evening you know you wonder where your parka is right? right so but it's, it's, it's never that cold. Like the year before when we were rebuilding the walls, we were out there in t-shirts and stuff right? at yeah. same time. And so anyway, we moved it one, one weekend further down the road. It's going to be Friday, Saturday show again. It's, it's uh, May 5th and 6th. Uh, last year was the end of, it was 30th and the 1st, I think something yep. like that of April. So yep. Seven days further, you know, that might help us out a little bit with the temperature, but um, you know, I I believe we're still the first ones out of the gate for the year for most of the racing in Canada, which yep. is, it's not a competition, but it, what it is, is trying to get as many competitors as you can that don't have conflicts with other tracks. Exactly. And, you, know, you know, you look through the summer and you start seeing all these other great races like the one in Saskatoon, uh, you know, one out in Halifax, all these different races that are happening right when everybody's having lots of races. And, you know, I mm-hmm. it's just part of the deal, but for us... Because we can get racing early on, I, you know, it's an opportunity to get a bunch of cars uh, and out of the U.S. as well. Now, they get going sooner than we do. Right. Um, they get going almost a month before we do. And it's not far away. They're only three hours down the road from us. So we've right. got a lot of interest from those guys this year because, you know, the COVID stuff is gone. Mm-hmm. The testing at the borders has, you know, been waived now. So those guys can get across the border. And, and uh, you know, they're looking at they're looking at our race. And I know what they're thinking. Yeah, We're just going to come up there. I don't care if it's Canadian dollars. We'll come and take it from you, right? Yep. So, yep. And and I think it's great. Come on up. Come on. Take it away, right? You we want you here.
1: You so. best bring all you got when you come because you're going to yep. need it. There is some guys loaded for bear. That Western Rattler 300, just watched it again on Rev TV just the other night. What an amazing race that was. Came off in two hours and 49 minutes for 300 laps with a break in the middle the competition was just off the rails. Anybody's guessed. Uh, you had a guy from the East Coast of Canada battling with you and uh, and Riley and uh, Matt, Matt was up in there. There were so many good cars. Uh, you couldn't have scripted it. it. It was off the just off the rails. And I know this year is even going to be uh, crazier because you're going to end up with more guys coming.
10: We will. You know, we got a lot of people phoning, um, you know, bugging me. Hey, where's you know, where's the rules? What are we doing? When yeah. is it? You know, I'm like, yeah, it's coming, guys. I would have liked to have it out a little bit sooner. But I have been talking to the guys from the U.S. I've been talking to their super late um, uh, guy down there who runs a super late series in Washington and Oregon. Um, you know, then you got their pro late series that are down there. So when I went to the Apple Cup last year just to go have a little gander about a month before the Rattler to see how their show looked. Which was great, by the way.
2: They and had uh,
10: well over twenty-two cars in each class. You know, they mm-hmm. they don't run them together like we're doing here. So there's forty-something right. cars, three hours south of us. Yeah, that are applicable to this race. And and you know, I joke around, and well, will come on bring it up here. There are some stout drivers and crews down there and cars. There's no doubt about it. And uh, but we want them up here and and see how we make out, right? Yeah. Uh, so so yeah there's there's those guys, and then of course you got the the guys out of Alberta and saskatchewan that, that are uh you know they're they're pretty hot and bothered about coming out again and you know a lot of guys sat back and you know some some participated, some guys just took the opportunity to come and come and watch a lot of those guys were the uh the limited late guys like the West mm-hmm. Car series guys that said, man we guys we can't compete we're gonna be thirty laps behind like literally, this is what I heard last year I said there's right. no way guys like is no way? I think I got the rules figured out here. Well, we had a West car yep. finish in fifth place last year, and yep. another one finished in seventh place last year, and we did and that was after three hundred laps, mm-hmm. and they needed did not. The, I'm pretty sure they never needed the lucky dog or the free pass one time nope. to accomplish that. No, nope. and that's something. No, right? Huge. And so Huge. now there's some guys that that are, were a lot further behind than that, but it's like. Uh, I can't really help that. No. Your top drivers were right there with with the other top drivers from the other series, mm-hmm. right? You can't help backmarkers if they if they, for whatever reason, they're back there, right? Right. Whether they're outfunded or, or the talent isn't there, or the car isn't that good, or whatever, or whatever goes on, right? Yeah. It proved that the mix of cars between super late, pro late, and what we'd call limited late. We're all very competitive, and, and and I was very happy about that last year.
1: No, it was wild, and you got to know that you know guys like Mark Barrio that wrecked um, uh, on Friday night, uh, just uh, a one corner from victory. Uh, my dad uh, had a very stout car. Uh, if he would have been in that race, it would have been wild. Uh, uh, Brendan Carlson, another one that was in the race, but he ended up having some difficulties throughout the course of the race. He was another one that I was figuring was going to be right up there. Uh, There was so many good cars, so many good cars, so many good drivers. And, uh, Trev, uh, I I know I'm not alone in saying I can't wait for
10: the details to come out.
1: Are the street stocks going to be on that same weekend? Are we going to have the same sort of format?
10: Absolutely. Because it's a big weekend for them. We make them the feature on the Friday night. Mm -hmm. So we run the... We run the Baker's Dozen, which is the uh, all the cars but the top uh, 12. Right. And then we pick 13 advanced from there. That's why we call it the Baker's Dozen. So that'll run on Friday night. Yep. And then the feature will be the Street stock. So we want to give them their, their glory too. Yeah. So they get the last race of the night. and call that the feature race. And last year was phenomenal. Like, those guys put on, like, I can't say enough about the Street Stock class. Like, talk about some talented people. Right, out there side by side, bumper to bumper, lap after lap after lap. So yeah. they are running Friday night and but they also have a feature on on Saturday night for like a street stock uh race as well on Saturday night. Uh that is really all the marvels for them as a Saturday night show. It's just that they run prior to the three hundred.
1: Mm-hmm. So they
10: have a hundred lap race both nights uh the street stocks too.
1: Incredible. Trevor, you know what, we could talk, like you said, for hours. I know we could. We got lots tons more to cover off. But we are up against the clock and we're near the top of the hour where I got to throw the keys back to Sirius XM. Will you do me a favor if you're around next Sunday night? Will you come back on? Because we never even touched RS1 and I got a billion questions about that. The schedule will be out. I know we got the RS1 Cup Series schedule, but uh, to get the Panticton one out as well, we'll have even more to talk about. And damn, I'm going to block more time for you.
10: I, I think let's do that because we do need to talk about RS1s. We do, I, I have a bunch of comments about guys like Mark Barrio and stuff like that because you're absolutely right. Had he not ended up having a, a misfortune there and some of these other guys like Maddie that broke down and stuff like that yes. changed the face of that race too. So if we can talk about all that. I think there's lots to cover there. Talk about RS1s and some other exciting things we got going on and Love, love to be on your show.
1: Incredible. Trevor Siebert, thanks so much for the time tonight. I know we will be back in touch next Sunday night. You gotta, you, you're got you going to be back on here with us, okay?
10: Absolutely. We'll see you guys then. Awesome. See you, Joe. That's see you, Joe. Trevor Siebert. Uh,
1: the Penticton schedule coming out tomorrow and RS1 Cup Series. Uh, get to you avionmotorsports.com. You'll be able to read lots about RS1, but I know we will be uh, picking Trevor for... A ton of stuff next Sunday night on this show. Uh, Junior, that Penticton Speedway, now that the turn is fixed down a one-two, oh, man, is it ever going to be quick—it was fast before, and guys would either go above that bumper, below it, but now that it's gone,
2: it opens up that other lane. Well, it does open up a lane when when you had to go above or below it. That actually created opportunity, right? So, mm-hmm. what it does is it takes away a lane when you when you have it like that, but it, it allows you to set up the next corner better, right? So, uh, there was already good passing opportunities going into into three and four. Um, it it actually puts a little bit more emphasis on the entry of one and, and the entry of three and four now. Um, so it it's going to be a different complexion, right? It, it's a completely different complexion. When you change the fundamental, uh, you know, platform of the racetrack, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change the way that the race plays out as well and, and the way that the guys drive it. So um, it will likely be one lane, right? Because when you come off that corner, you've got the fastest way to get to the wall, and and that is likely going to transpire. It's no different than Michigan. Michigan, when they repaved that place, it went from being six cars wide to one car wide uh, because it's just the fastest way around. That being said, there was good passing opportunities in three and four last year. There was mm-hmm. good passing opportunities on the entry of one uh, last year. So uh, it, it, it's going to change the dynamic of the race. It's, it's arguably going to make it better um and uh you know long term it makes it more strategic and and allows you to to play with the setup a lot more as well so uh the guys go in there with another blank notebook whoever raced there last year is going to have a little bit of an upper hand um because they're going to have a thicker notebook but uh uh, man it's going to be interesting and uh uh you know the hats off for for making those adjustments and, and making those improvements yeah
1: cool cool news the Western Rattler 300 is on. Yes. We know that for sure now. Uh, officially found out tonight, but we'll see the schedule next week. But that is going to do it for Junior and I here in the Race Time Radio studio. We've got to thank you all for tuning in. We've got to thank all of our guests here tonight uh, for jumping on the first show, 17th season. Uh, we got so much to cover, off. Uh, We'll get drivers that are getting ready for New Smyrna Speedway. That'll be on the schedule next week. Uh, Hey, you never know. Uh, We got so much coming at you. For Sue in the production studio here, got to thank Susie Q. Got to thank Scotty, I believe, back in Toronto. And got to thank you for tuning in. And uh, you'll want to do it again next Sunday night, right here on Race Time Radio, 7 p.m. Eastern, always on Sirius XM channel, 167 Canada Talks, or on our YouTube channel. Check it out, Racetime Radio TV, and uh, join us whichever way. But that does it for us tonight. Have a good one, everybody. Catch you next Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern.